that's I've always been the like ask for forgiveness type of person. If I good girl, I, it, like no nothing risk taking. There's something about risk taking, and rules are meant to be guidelines, in my opinion. <laughs> I mean, I unless it's for safety. Every time, you know, when it's when it's safety, yes, follow rules. Don't run red lights if you can. Uh, not if you can, but please don't. Um, but like things like that. We are the. Get Realisms Podcast. I am Adam Chase Reddy. And I am Christine Chin. And surprise, we're both filmmakers. We get into it by sharing secrets, advice, and gossip in filmmaking. We even get our other filmmaking friends to share theirs too. So please, everybody, join us for an, an ode, ode to, to filmmaking. <laughs> in our fourth season of get realisms we dive in deep with our esteemed guests from various film positions for a fireside chat or rather a fire watch chat and discuss their perspectives on what goes down in our industry enjoy hey guys this is christine chen and i am doing the podcast get realisms alone today because my co-host adam chase rainey got a gig so as you know, people in this industry are always chasing the next job. And so, yes, it's good that he's working. So for once, it's not me. Um, but I'm here with my very good friend, Marsha. Marsha is an incredible producer. And I really wanted to have her on the podcast because her journey in film is very different from what traditionally you would think with film. So um before we start uh let me have marcia our special guest introduce herself hi i'm marcia skinner um i live in south lake texas we met how many years ago three four? was it three was it four four yeah. 2019 maybe it was pre-covid so it was 2019 yeah, yeah. so that it was, was right before yeah it was so four years yeah. yeah but um i'm retired and um, got into film when I met Christine four years ago. And um, now I just do passion projects with mainly with Christine. She's teaching me a lot. I'm learning a lot about production. I'm learning a lot about cinematography, which is great. I love it. And now editing, which is a lot of fun and <laughs> very difficult. Yeah. But um, I just uh, kind of roll about my days and figure out what I'm going to do. And then I get really honed in with her, especially because she works so hard and uh, make some magic happen. It's been a lot of fun. So my first question would be, how did you decide that you were interested in film? So you said that you met someone in Los Angeles or how'd that go? Yeah, that's a story because um, I was in LA with my daughter just um, on a shopping trip. We were at the Beverly Hills Hilton. Mm-hmm. And um, she was getting ready for dinner and I went outside to have a, a glass of wine. They've got a really great pool area there. And I noticed a lot of activity that week, you know, going on, like a lot of famous people on something was up. And yeah. it was LA Fashion Week. I did not know, by the way. Ah. But there was a group of women off to the side and I was sitting there alone and one of them invited me to join them. And I was like, sure, you know, and so there were five or six of them and I got to know one of them who then grabbed me and my daughter and took us to L.A. Fashion Week. And we sat up front at the very front row at at L.A. Fashion Week, right next to a prince. Crazy. It was crazy. And being who I am, I'm like... (laughs) 
I remember saying, I don't know who you are, but damn, yeah. you look amazing. He had raw jewels on him. It was yeah. incredible. Wow. And we became friends, but, um, but she was in the movie business. So, um, she said, you know, if I ever do something in Texas, I'm going to call you. And what about three years later, she called me and they were doing a film in Bryan, Texas. And so I jumped on and read the script and decided to go meet with them down there and um, kind of, you know, I had no clue about what, what was <laughs> any yeah. of it. Um, I was an investor on the film eventually, and but I did do a lot of the um, set design on the film as well. And this is, and when I met Christine, I was like, okay, she's a badass boss. So um, I had a lot to learn and I learned a lot on that. So that's how I got started. Uh, I have a funny story about the story of how we met. <laughs> so I'll continue on with yeah. that story. So this it's, I think filmmaking is all about stories and uh, you, there's stories of what happens on set. There's stories of the journey in the film industry of getting to where you want to be. And there's the story of like getting into the industry and all sorts of stuff. So um, with Marsha, it was funny because uh, me and my second AD, uh, Carly, uh, we are in charge of sending out the call sheet, which is basically the this one pager, two pages is front and back of everything you need to know that will go on set. It's called a call sheet. And Carly was gave me a heads up and she said, hey, this um, our production designer, uh, Marsha, keeps asking me questions about this call sheet. They are suspicious because if she's the production designer for this feature, shouldn't she know this stuff about a call sheet? <laughs> and I was like, uh-oh, this is not a good sign. And so, you know, I get on set and meet Marsha. And I, uh, Marsha is dressed to the nine. She looks amazing. She's in, like, designer everything. And I'm like, who the f is this lady but she was so nice and kind and honestly pretty much did a great job on set you know like everything that i asked she would do it and um then it i don't know if it was right after this set or like several years after this set when you revealed that uh you actually knew nothing about film and that was the first time you were ever on set yeah i want to note something on that so i just want to noted that um when i was talking to the producer and another person about investing in the movie and what it was going to look like and all that and they were like hey you're a designer because i do like interior design some not professionally but and they were like hey you know um you should help us with set design it's a christmas movie i was like oh that's great i didn't realize that i was going to be leading it and no one really told me that so then when i got there and they announced it in the meeting i'm like whoa 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 what and i remember telling carly i'm like i was getting those emails for the call sheet and i'm like what's a call sheet you know and why isn't anybody telling me where i should be and when i should be there and i wasn't getting any information until i started talking to you and i was just hustling trying to get done what i was being told to get done i had no clue the brevity of right. the job plus i was an investor so it was kind of weird that i was an investor and then i was busting my ass on set in a position that i really shouldn't have been in because mm -hmm. i had no idea what i was doing but i learned I learned a lot. Yes. Really, really fat. Trial, trial by fire. And 
baptism by fire, child by fire, uh, and Marsha succeeded. So, I mean, she did a good job fooling me as to that she knew her stuff. I was like, all right, but things are getting set and production design looks pretty good. So we're good. Yeah. So I never questioned it once. And I think it was many years later where she was like, yeah, first set ever. Didn't even know what that was. And it's to me, it's funny because that's kind of also how I started as an assistant director. Uh, I, but the difference is I had been in the film industry before. And the only difference is I didn't know what the specific position, specific position of first AD meant. You had never been on a film set ever. That I was running a psychiatry practice. (laughs) I was running a psychiatry practice at the time. I just wanted to be part of something else, you know, and it was, it, it, it changed me. Yeah. Changed who I am. and And it's kept me in the industry. I love it. I love being in this industry. It's so fulfilling. What is it about the industry that fulfills you? I think um, the people, you know, the, the stories, the people that you get to meet. I mean, like Christine and I are so tight now and such good friends. And now we're doing really passion driven work um, that's really married to the psychiatry practice of what I did. So it's beautiful that those two worlds have come together in such a beautiful way. Um, but and the creativity of it you know, is very creative environment. Um, and I just love, but it's also a lot of hard work. So, you know, it's like very tactile as well. It's just, um, I don't know. It fills me up when I'm on set, I get filled up or if we're with people that we want to tell their story, um, it, it, it lifts my spirit and it makes me feel like I'm doing something important. You are. And I I guess the way you would put it is like, it makes you feel alive. That's the part I, I think about totally alive again yeah yeah so that's uh same thing i've heard that from many filmmakers on this podcast that the big thing about being able to create is it makes us feel alive and um i've i feel like the experience with people who on their first set it's always that they're tired their bodies hurt after the first or second day on set because their body is like in shock as to the physicality of being on sound i lost nine pounds in six days (laughs) I was like, damn, if I'd known this, <laughs> I was too busy to yeah. eat. <laughs> yeah. 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 But, uh, and, and, and then you, you don't get much sleep and everything. And then, you know, you're on your off day. You're like, why am I doing this? There's always that day where you question it. And then, and then you get maybe another off day and you're like, when's the next day going to start? And you realize that you've become addicted to the feeling of feeling alive on set. So, um, yeah, that's, I, it's very similar experience to a lot of people who their first day on set, that was kind of mine, but mine was very early, uh, walking onto a set and not understanding anything and being like, wow, look at that. Wow. Look at that. What's that little spitty thing. What's that? What's that? And then, um, that was my light bulb moment was, I think now almost 15 years, probably more than that. It was 2000 and uh, it was before business school. So before uh, 2008 was when that happened. I walked onto a 24, a 48 hour film project and fell in love and just had that bing light bulb moment. Yeah. When was your, did you ever have a light bulb moment of like, dude, I want to do this more. I did. Um, but remember I'm older than you, a lot older than you. And 
Um, and I just retired in April. So of, the, of last year. So I wasn't wanting to make a career out of it per se, but it filled me up so much. Um, just the synergy of it, you know, and I realized later in production that my business acumen was so prep, so good in this industry. So I could actually start marrying some things together. Right. So it almost felt prepared. <laughs> the film set, I'm telling you, I've never been so exhausted in my life, but like after we finished and wrapped and I came back, I've made, I have kept in contact with so many people and then, um, get on to the next project we're working on here in a minute but then I did go on a second set a year later I was craving it mm -hmm. I was like I've got to get back on set again I've got to be back around these amazing and I like always tell Christine I want to be behind the camera not in front of it this even this kind of makes me a little uncomfortable but um she's been getting me out of my comfort zone like so shoving her off. <laughs> you can do it shoving out now <laughs> I love that about you by the way but, um, you know, when we were working on Ursula together in the pre-production and all the doing the budgets mm -hmm. and everything. So I realized I had a lot to contribute artistically and on the movie set of a Christmas movie. I mean, it was a lot of art design. I love that. I'm good at decorating, but that was too much. I'm sorry. <laughs> that was like a bow everywhere. But um, oh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, I'm doing all that shaved ice. I'm in a meat coat <laughs> in a parking lot with a shaved ice machine making snow <laughs> when I was told by pre-production there was going to be a snow machine there and it was a shaved ice machine and I, that was my moment of going why am I here why am I doing this <laughs> but seeing it all culminate and, and come to fruition um I don't know it's it's like a dopamine adrenaline right rush but for me personally in my life it it feels my I felt like a part of my soul lit up there and it's yeah. and it keeps continues to do it every time we do a project you know yeah, definitely. and especially the one we're working on now that yeah. one's really really fulfilling so but I it, that first movie said I was done I, I was like <laughs> I'm in I want to do this I just don't want to kill myself on set now i don't want to do another christmas i shouldn't have been a lead on there but i did my best and thank god there was great people there that supported um me and helped me and and were carly god bless her when she finally realized i was like i don't know what i don't even know what's going on she was like okay marcia see this you know every day you're gonna yeah. get this sheet and it tells you where to be and what we're gonna be doing and like, oh okay. i'm like well heck nobody ever told me that <laughs> so yeah but that i mean that comes to tell you for those who are interested or trying to get into the industry honestly You'll be fine if you give it everything. If you if you go in, try your best, you're nice to everyone and give it your your your, your best effort. People see that. That's right. Yeah. And so it really does not matter if you've never been on set, you know. People recognize passion. People recognize other people who are busting their butts. The hustle. The hustle. Hustlers recognize hustlers. So uh, so anybody out there who's like, oh, how did you start or how can I get, you know, how can I start in this? We had somebody approach us yesterday when we were filming of, um, hey, I want to get started in this industry, you know. So, I mean, that's really it is just figure out how to get on your first film set. You can, you know, volunteer. You can give a friend of a friend, also volunteer to your time or whatever, and then 
do your absolute best on it. Right. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. And uh, so then Marsha and I worked on both of those sets. And uh, then I made my film, so Ursley, and actually Marshall uh, is an integral part of that film. Um, for getting it done. So uh, Marsha came on as an investor for Post, which is fantastic. But in the beginning, she also helped me a lot with making sure that the business aspect of the film was in line and that it considered all of the factors. And I think that's a huge thing in film is that filmmakers only care about the art a lot of times, but they forget that film is very much business about the money and it is a product a final product so it's like a startup you you got to find the money the resources to make the film the final product they can figure out how to market that product or you're not going to be able to make your return investment and so that was the reality check marcia would continue to make sure that i considered because a lot of filmmakers don't just care about the art and that's okay you know, but you just have to have somebody like Marsha who reminds you about the realities of raising money. Yeah. Well, not only that, numbers don't lie. So if the numbers don't work, they just flat do not work. Right. So you can say, oh, we're going to do a $200,000 budget, but then you start running it and you're like, there's no way in hell we're going to make this for 200 grand or whatever the number is. Um, the numbers don't lie. So yeah, I think you need to have a really good business person that's involved in the process and then someone that understands like you all the nuances of filming you know and how much it pays to get certain actors and how much if the food costs crafty every day and all those little details which I learned some of those baptism by fire once again but on my second set I was I walked in like a boss I was like hey I wasn't there very long on that second one right and then I wish I could have gone on Ursley, but I was preoccupied with a lot of things that I couldn't go but um, yeah, it's the numbers. But that's just the first one. There will be many more. You can come on. That I will yeah. throw you in as production designer. <laughs> just kidding. Much. She'll kill me. I'll be like, I just won't tell you. It'll, it'll, it'll just be our thing. I'll just be like, eh, Marsha's the, everybody welcome. Uh, here's Marsha, our production designer. She'll just be like, Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. That's how it happened in that day. We were in the meeting and I was what's a production designer? What am I supposed to do? And I'm lead? No, 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 no. This is I just I I'm surprised. You did such a great job. I literally had no clue. Really? Yeah. Oh, you knew. No, I knew that maybe you weren't as experienced. Carly knew. <laughs> well, Carly was like, maybe she's just not as experienced. But the fact that you like got things done when we needed them. I was like, well, okay, cool. Maybe she just hasn't, maybe she has only had a few sets, you know, type thing. And, or maybe she's been a production designer for so long. She's so disconnected, like from everything. <laughs> I can hustle. That's one so you are a hard worker. So that, I mean, that I'm very impressed. And I always love telling that story because it was like when she, when Marsha revealed her secret, it was like, it makes sense. It totally makes sense <laughs> wow. Dots are connecting. <laughs> but uh wow. yeah, um I hope and the great thing is uh Marsha reached back out to me one random day with a fantastic idea and uh we that are we are now working on. So I want you to tell you this tell the story of what happened okay. and how why you called me. 
So I, I want to preface this. I'm not an alcoholic because most of these, <laughs> well, <laughs> most of these stories do start with me drinking somewhere. Same thing. Or it's a social thing. People were like, what's your inspiration for I was like, well, I was sitting in the pool drunk. <laughs> well, this was post COVID and well, I was still pretty locked down and, um, cause I was running the psychiatry practice. And if I got sick, it was not going to be good. And my friends kept inviting me to this drag show in Bishop arts district here in Dallas and, um, for birthday parties and such. And so I finally said, yeah, I'm coming. I'm going to again, get out of my comfort zone and I'm going to go. So I went and had so much fun. It was, wow. It, it was another light up kind of moment. And Ruby was there and she was the hostess of it. And she was talking about how she was about to transition and, um, male to female transition. And it just sparked in my head. And I immediately asked a waitress, I'm like, Hey, is the owner of this place here? And she said, yeah, he's outside. And so I walked outside and I said, introduced myself. And I said, look, I'm here with friends. I have had a little tequila, but <laughs> this isn't a crazy old lady. I want, tequila. nah, it wasn't that bad. <laughs> I did Uber home, but I Ubered there. So being responsible. Um, anyway, so um, I said, hey, I want to tell, I feel very compelled to tell Ruby's story. I just felt it like really in my soul. Mm -hmm. So, and he goes, oh my God, that's wonderful. We, we would love for someone to do this because she's an amazing human being. Her journey's incredible. And we need more um, information about trans, the transgender community and realize I'm in a psychiatry practice that we see kids and we had, we were seeing a lot more gender identity issued children, children that were struggling with their gender identity during that time. And I'm like, okay, this, this kind of connects together. Mm -hmm. So on my way, when I, and I told all my girlfriends that night, I'm like, y'all just wait, I'm going to do a documentary on her. I'm going to follow Ruby. And they're like, you know, eh, whatever. whatever. And <laughs> here we are a year later. Um, and we're still following her. That's why we're together is because we've been filming um, for a few days and it's been amazing. But I called Christine because I knew I called her and I'm like, hey, I'm a little drunk, but don't take, I need you to take this seriously. I want to film a, a transgender drag queen. I want to film her story and let's see what this is about. And I feel very, when I told, when I, I could tell when I told her, I feel very moved to do this. You said, yeah. if you're feeling moved to do it, do it. we're doing it. Yeah. And what, three weeks later, we yeah. started filming. Yeah. That's how fast it was. I yeah. mean, we, we got on it and yeah. it was this time last year. Yeah. It was in February. Yeah. It's crazy. I I'm trying to, I was, while you were talking, I was trying to put my timeline together to be like, what was I doing then? I had not moved yet from Texas. I was in Shreveport. Uh, I was at that point, I believe I made the decision to go to uh, Los Angeles to move there. And uh, I think the reason why I was in Dallas was because it was on the way to Austin for another gig or whatever it was. Remember, yeah. It was like worked out perfectly where it was just a hop over to Dallas and then hop over to my, to I think Austin to my next gig. So I think what it was, was I was coming from Shreveport or something. Um, and, you know, you can tell when somebody is truly inspired and, uh, what I love about Marsha and is that she's a person who, when she says something, she means it. So 
So I knew that when she was like, I really want to do this, I knew it wasn't like a, oh, I want to do this today. And then like, I forget about it in a few hours type thing. Like it, it was a, I'm committed to do this. If you, right. if you believe that this is something worthwhile pursuing. And when she mentioned, you know, transgender rights and having the mental health aspect with it and everything, I was like, yeah, like who knows where it will go? We don't know. You know, maybe we'll do film festivals. Maybe we'll just put it on YouTube. But it, what we've noticed is being in the process is continue to lead us down a rabbit hole and grow bigger and bigger because people are so excited to finally have a platform and a, a voice. voice. Yeah, a voice. Everybody who has thanked us about us giving the time to give them that platform and we're like no 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 like thank you for like being vulnerable and like right. like for us you know being intrusive into your life and like sh pointing a camera at you when you're changing in the back you know like just we just feel hope that with the project it will provide comfort for anybody who is in that process of or questioning anything you know or or it's a conversation starter you know, for people who don't understand that community and, you know, maybe sh understanding the day-to-day -day struggles and, the, and and everything about that community will open up the conversation for people to, you know, reconsider their um, beliefs and stuff. And it, because sometimes I think that the reason why people are so against certain things is, is lack of knowledge. It's fear, right? right? Fear of the unknown. So, um, I mean... What was your background growing up? Were you always so open? No. I, yeah, I was, um, um, I was raised in a very difficult environment. I was abused significantly, neglected significantly, and had no voice. And I mean, that's another thing about the movie industry, I believe, and documentaries is you, and I think that's what draws me to Ruby and this story is because I finally found my voice mm -hmm. um, and I want others to have their voice. So ooh, I'm going to get Terry, but that's the truth. I mean, I love helping people find their voice and this section of people want their voice. Now it's interesting because we've interviewed people this weekend that are like, my family doesn't know I'm transitioning yet. Um, so they're finding their voice, but I think that's what they love about what we're doing mm -hmm. is that we're giving them a voice and a platform to be heard yeah. and understood. But no, I was, you know, as a child, I was, I was pretty much in my generation, I'm 56. So my generation is you are going to be, you should be seen, not heard. Right. And as a female, you're an object. Um, I moved out at 17 and got the hell out of there and <laughs> put myself through college. I don't even know. I always say this. I, how did I get an apartment at 17? But I did. And I just got it rolling. I got my life rolling and I wanted to do something with my life. And I didn't want to be a victim of my circumstance anymore. And as a child, I would even be like, why is this happening? I don't know. Why are these people that are supposed to love me treating me so poorly? Um, so I've really been, I'm, I'm an advocate. I really advocate for people who are in positions that they're being powered over by someone else. You know what I mean? Yeah. Definitely. Does that make sense? Yeah. It makes lots of sense. <clears throat> and I love to <clears throat> fight for people. I'm a fighter. Yeah. So I'm going to fight for you. 
I sometimes should fight for myself a little more, but I will fight for others. And there was that, I think that was what was coming through to me for Ruby when I saw her and heard her story. She was fighting. She was fighting to get her voice. And part of that was this transition process to really be who she felt she was. But um, no, I had to really, I've worked a lot of years to pull myself out of that mentality of someone always being in a one-up position over me yeah. and allowing that. Yeah. So, you know. I think. Yeah. A beautiful thing that uh, we've experienced together is I think with film, the process can be so cathartic and such a, even a major learning experience as well, while you other people's journeys through um, the documentary process or like when I'm writing, that's when I process a lot of my trauma and that's why I write. Um, and so I can see while we're interviewing I'm always side-eyeing Marsha and being like, see, see, uh, <laughs> I'm like, see what she's saying. Like, yeah. See, you need yeah. to that, Marsha. I told you that last night. <laughs> but I, 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 that's, I think, the beauty of film. Um, and I'm hoping that through yourself, through seeing the people that you're giving a voice or giving a platform to have their voice, you know? And so, and it's, uh, it's, it's inspiring. As inspiring as it is and as um, impactful, we hope that you know, just capture this footage and, and show it to the world. It's a learning experience for ourselves as well. And I think the beauty of film is that you get, you, you're giving and getting just as much, you know, and you're, you're giving this platform, but like people who are giving their time are also getting. So it's just like, mutual love fest it's, it's it's lovely so and we and what i'm realizing now um because now we're filming ruby so last year we filmed ruby pre-surgery and now we're filming her post the issues that the transgender community the the their their day-to-day -day is is there it's humanity it's not just them i mean a lot of what the if you get it to the baseline fundamental issue we're all having the same issues Theirs are manifesting differently, and obviously they're a much more vulnerable group of people with a lot more hate out there that they have to combat. I'm not saying that, but, but you know, I was talking to a couple of the girls the other night, and they were like, you know, I don't want to go to the grocery store without my makeup. And I'm like, girl, we all, I mean, we all have that problem. And, and the way that men treat them and all of those things, I mean, we all have the same um, aspects. The, the difference with them is for me and for us. And I think one beautiful part that we've covered before I retired. So with my previous partner on the mental health aspect, cause he's a psychiatrist and I'm really looking forward to getting that information out there to, and especially for parents with children that are questioning because the mental health aspect, I mean, I, I suffer from mental health issues as well from the trauma of my past. Right. Um, and how it manifests itself in my marriage and my relationships with people, they're suffering the same trauma because of their past and the things that occurred and happened to them as well. So I, I'm really excited about that mental health piece that we're going to be able to tie in to this beautiful journey of realization, actualization, the voice being heard, and the it's like a the blossoming of this person becoming who they really are. Yeah. I think you hit it on the nail where 
uh, art is universal and it is exploring our humanity, right? And so, uh, what I, I forgot who said this, maybe it was you two or whatever, but th that you know, they're performing to this big arena, these big arenas, and you're like, look, everybody's united by this music. It's the same thing with with art, with movies and stuff. You know, having a voice, having a message, and people being able to explore our humanity through another character through another person and remind us that <clears throat> we aren't alone in a lot of these universal struggles that everyone deals with we are all human and we are all not perfect and we're all learning about who we are and learning about other people as well so this is a great translation for um the fact that your production company beautifully broken is seeking to do projects of um of with good messaging purpose or purpose-driven. Yeah, tell, tell, tell me more about that. Well, I mean, you were with me when, I think what your name was, mm -hmm. you were with me. Yeah. yeah. Um, because I had a therapist always tell me, Marsha, you're beautifully broken, perfectly imperfect. We are all beautifully broken, perfectly imperfect people. And we've got to quit beating the crap out of ourselves all the time for not meeting some standard set by... Who knows what? Yeah. I, I'm not going to get in it because it, but you, we know who said it. <laughs> we know who set the standard. So, um, and it's right in this, I just want to make movies like, I don't want to make a career out of this because I'm later in life and I've already had a couple of careers. I just want to do things that impact people that are, yeah, from the heart, um, purpose driven. And so that, because I was alone when I was a child, I, no one came and saved me. Um, no one took me out of that. And I had to suffer through until I got myself out. Well, I believe my higher power got me out, but, um, so I want to put, you know, even Ursula, Ursula was about women power. I mean, it's the same concept. So we want to, I want to produce things that are going to have impact yes. um, and not just, you know, I want things to, I want to be the change or a part. And I don't want to be the change, but I want to be part of the change or at least invoke it to where see someone or anyone doesn't, even if it's one person, I yep. think we talked about, That's even if it's true. one person that does not feel alone in the world anymore because they know that there's someone else out there that's feels in it too. Or, it's yeah. like, it's okay not to be okay, yeah. you know, and then have a voice and then, and feel like there's someone else out there that's going through the same thing that they've gone through. Yeah. So that's, you know, with Ruby, it's still the same concept. We're trying to get to that community of people that they feel very alone mm -hmm. and they do isolate, um, as a group, but they're very much tri They're like a tribe. They're such a beautiful, community i mean the what were we saying last night i'm sorry i'm a little tired but um just how much they help one another yeah. remember that yes you talk about that yeah i was uh backstage so yesterday to give some context i've been here uh this week uh both of us have been in post editing uh what we shot last year and prior to the surgery and we've been here filming post-surgery content which is pretty amazing and uh yesterday there was a show at the havana grill um here in dallas which is dallas texas yeah. right in dallas texas and it was 
really cool for me. I was behind stage and it was I could tell there was a difference between when I shot them this time performing and the first time right. I shot them as well. Uh, there's you can feel already a transition. One, um, it's incredible when you build a bond with your subjects. And so the first time when I filmed them backstage, they were all kind of like, who are you? Like, I'm not sure. Like, do you really give a shit about us type thing? This time around, they're like, yeah, film away, whatever you want, you know, type thing. Yeah, here you go. Yeah, people are putting on boobs. It's great. Yeah, I was like, wow. I was like, I was like, can I film this? They're like, yeah. I'm like, okay, great. Yeah. I'm like, I'm some things getting touched. <laughs> yeah, it was great. It was awesome. Yeah, and it, and it, to see your subjects be so vulnerable with you is an incredible experience in itself, right? And so I'm, I'm there and I'm filming uh, Ruby getting dressed and she's starting off by herself because everybody else is getting ready. But as they one by one finish, they are all coming together as a unit, helping her and helping each other get ready because the show is about to start. And it's such a beautiful sim- symbolism of the community itself and how that that's how they've been able to triumph and persevere and continue to, um, you know, deal with day-to-day struggles and try to, you know, survive and navigate. endure and navigate and change. I I, I say uh, survive and endure because I'm watching The Last of Us and that's their motto and, <laughs> and I love it so much. Um, anyway, but there, I, I see them, they're like, you know, one person's gloves and from, for Ruby and they're like making sure it's right, you know, not inside out and like helping her with them because she's got these long nails and it's hard to do it. And another person at the same time is clipping her garter belt. And then the two of them are are putting her shoes on that are like this tall. Yeah, so big. And and meanwhile, she's like also emceeing, like telling everybody, all right, guys, uh, in a few more minutes, we're about to start the show. And then like, then somebody f- from the group takes over because she has no hands because she's you know trying to put on gloves and and it's it's just it's it's a beautiful, beautiful process to see that and to to hear so much about drag and the art of drag and how much they feel alive on the stage and then getting to see them come alive on the stage is amazing you know you see the transformation in the back they they come in in sweats and you know um half makeup done hair not like tied up because they usually wear wigs and they're all like you know shooting the shit talking you know making fun of each other and stuff like that and it's just um you feel like you're being let in on a secret almost kind of thing because it's not an experience that you just you can't just go backstage and and just start you know Uh, it's a very personal experience very we, I realized that too, because the first time when we filmed, mind you, they were in a teeny tiny little bathroom. Yeah. Oh my gosh. They didn't want us back there. And I got that. And coming from psychiatry in that industry, you know, I documentaries are intrusive and she's like, oh, we're going to go back there. And I'm like, oh, don't go back there. But they don't want us back there. But um, I'm learning to be more intrusive. Like, they don't know yet that they want us back there. <laughs> <laughs> seems to know what everybody else doesn't know yet <laughs> that they want but anyway um but this time they uh, well, they were so glad to see us back and 
they welcomed us in and then that filming we did some filming friday night mm -hmm. with three of the drag queens um outside freezing by the way welcome if you want to film get ready to be in some elements but um yeah, it was so cold <laughs> it's crazy but they really opened up and um let us in and I don't know that connections there now with them and yeah. the trust, you know, it's just a special, special, I wish I don't, because outside of this, I don't really have that. Mm -hmm. Do you? I'm lucky. I have you, really, you have really good friends. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I have great friends, yeah, but yeah. It, that community. Oh, you know what I uh, mean? I mean, I guess the closest I can think of, I, I have two communities that I love very much. Um, my business school community, because uh, I I built myself through business school. That's when I really discovered, I already knew going into business school what I wanted to come out as. And so I was building who I am and I have a very strong group of friends, part of business school that are very supportive. And then my film community, um, film fam. So when I was building Moth the Flame, I have a group of people that have gone with me from when I knew nothing to when I still don't know nothing, <laughs> less know nothing, <laughs> and uh, continue to be supportive and loyal and there and everything. So that kind of community. Yeah. I have that to a degree. It's just, different. I don't know. There, there's, is it a different level? You know, it's a, it's a, I don't know. It's a lot more intimate yeah. to a degree. And you know, and they were talking about, you know, in the beginning, they didn't like each other so much, some of them, you know, because there's jealousies and all of that, but they all overcome it because they all have each other's backs and um, they are just safe. Um, they're not welcome. We interviewed some last year that he wanted to come and drag you and he didn't because he said on his way home at night he would get beat up in the alley uh walk into his apartment and he was just a little concerned for his safety so he didn't yeah. come the way he wanted to be and and be dressed the way he wanted to dress so um if we can give just a shine a little light out there so more people them as humans as people um, who they really are and what this is really about. Um, and it's about people being who they are um, and shine a little light on that. I think it's a beautiful thing. I mean, that's how the world's evolved to where it is now because of we learned, you know, do better, be better, uh, better, be better, right? So that's, yeah. yeah. So this journey has been fun. Um, each time we film, we learn something new. We get that much closer with our subject. And that's why documentaries take forever. So um, Marsha is learning this now. Yeah. And so uh, if anybody out there is interested in documentaries, just literally pick up a camera and just find a subject that you are passionate about or somebody that you feel like needs that platform and just, just start filming. Uh, but yeah, that's, it's amazing to feel and it, experience that growth and vulnerability with complete strangers that are now now not strangers no, you know yeah. yeah it was cool it was um they were all like oh yeah i remember we like why like basically they were like why haven't you reached out to us earlier you know type thing and it was we had explained that i actually don't live in the south anymore i'm uh, in los angeles and we're kind of are doing this when we both have time and stuff like that but the great thing is now marcia is going to be a professional editor her her new career shift 
She doesn't know it yet. <laughs> I'm grooming her for it slowly. Uh, and so uh, we are in the post part of the uh, production of the story. And uh, it's fun. It's fun to see you light up and realize the story connections stuff but telling stories is the best i love telling stories i like the fact that the story and in, in documentaries it tells itself yeah. you know i mean it, it once you start getting it in the can and on film and then you start going back through the editing it starts it starts being born and it tells you see the connections yeah. and you see the dots and you're like oh yeah i remember remember dr shaw said that and then when we were filming the other night, it was like, okay, yeah, we, we had just talked about this or we'd talked about that. We can tie it back to the last time. And the story, it creates itself and the art becomes it, the art. It's just beautiful to see it. Now, editing is hard. I mean, she makes it look like I, I got a lot to learn, but I love learning and I love getting in the details. And yeah. so we're going to, and it is a process it's, but it's a good process and that's, it does take time, but I don't know. I like the fact that it takes time. I, I on set for 28 days or 18 days and running like a nut and killing yourself. I'd rather take it this way and really methodically go through. Yeah. Let it breathe. Let it breathe. And then let them, let them have um, instances that we can then catch on film. And then I'm going to try my hand in some cinematography yes. now that I'm working with one of Christine's cameras and my daughter loves it. So we're going to start doing some filming on our own um, because she's so busy, which is great. And then editing together. And what's the beauty of that is we can do it remotely. You can be in LA. I can be here and we can continue to work on the documentary. I can go capture, like if someone comes in town yes. and it's a good interview, then we can go do the interview process, get it in the system. Oh, it's fun. Yeah. And the, the, the best part, I think, too, of filmmaking, besides the actual filmmaking, is that when it's when you do reach the end of the tunnel, it's fun to go back and see how much you've grown since that process and where that path has led you because none of us can predict sure we can hope that it's going to be something but it's not a hundred percent ever you know you just never know who knew that like when i or when we filmed the first time there would be a freaking store like ice storm that one oh, yeah, yeah remember yeah. Oh, yeah yeah so that like knocked oh, we rented the camera yeah the first time yeah, oh, yeah big yeah. ass ice storm and then thank you robert skinner for driving through the ice to get the camera back on time <laughs> <laughs> exactly <laughs> bad and i was like i'm not driving in that <laughs> yeah and like who knew that you know this time around that we would be able to get in the havana like there's just yeah. there's so many factors that you that are beyond your control and it's it's both thrilling and exciting but scary because you don't I think people want to be in control and people are scared when they aren't. And it's nice to just kind of like, let it go, let it be and just see where it takes you. And that's the beauty of documentary filmmaking. You have to, sure you, there's a, there's some planning. You got to set the interviews and right. plan ahead, but there's so much of it that is also like in the moment, you know? And I, I think that's what documentaries teach us is, how to be in the moment that's life yeah so. it's a documentary life is a documentary life is yeah yeah and the planning part um maybe be in the moment more but it's a guideline 
Yeah, and I love what we're doing. We're doing it for now, and that is we're just kind of self doing it, our doing yeah. it on our own. We're not putting a budget together necessarily, and we're um we're just seeing where it, we're just seeing where it takes us. Yeah, but I, this being brilliant that Christine is, we're filming it, and this is a, to other people out there. You know, we're filming it at a quality that if we really, and I think we have some amazing footage by that. I think we got something here, but. It, it's at the quality level to sell it mm-hmm. if we decide to down the road or put it into film festivals or, yeah. or have a mini. I thought like put it, a yeah. mini series would cool, like a mini dog it, series. It's starting to feel a little episodic. Yeah. It, it yeah. feels a little. There's so epi- many yeah. journeys you can get. We right. like we now introduce like four more new characters. You know, we did. Yeah, yeah. and essentially, or three technically, although they're yeah. There's um, and they're her dolls, and then the three transgender. There's like you can follow. And each of them all have their unique journeys and they're all connected together by Ruby. However, they all have their own stories to tell and, and they're all at different stages of transitioning and, and some, are not, some transitioning. are not and some are yeah. gay, some are straight, some are. So I don't know. I think it could be very it, much easily could be episodic. It, it could be a, a small episodic documentary. I mean, it's feeling like that now. Yeah. And who knows what door is going to open next, too. That's the fun of it. We yeah, don't know. Don't someone's going to say something or know someone or something's going to come up and they're going to go, hey, why don't you? Oh, this is happening. You guys come film. And next thing you know, another door could open. Yeah. So the story's kind of telling itself. Agreed. Which is awesome. I love that. You need to jump on and ask Ruby about uh, that RuPaul special I guest. Know. Yeah. Just be like, hey, is that someone that we could just, you know, capture and see what they say? Yada, yada. Yeah um it's coming up soon i think i need to ask her yeah we should ask her when that is and now you have the camera and remember i'm free on sundays uh until i go home in april so (laughs) so i'm i'm part of that's right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, so part of the reason i'm here in texas i love coming back to texas um you don't know what you left until you've left it (laughs) (laughs) i come back on my boyfriend's (laughs) husband's I've been, I've been coming back being like, wow, gas is three something. Oh my God. Thank you so much. Yeah. That's like very exciting. And then, um, being able to Bucky's and HEB and, and going to a bar where your, your, your tab isn't like $60 because the drinks aren't like $20. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. And then I, I traffic and traffic, there's not as much as Los Angeles traffic. And, um, yeah, so I I love any opportunities to come back to the south to to work, and uh, yeah, I can't. I'm coming back for a, yet another Christmas film, <laughs> a Christmas. I Texas told her film. don't don't ask me to go on that set. <laughs> Cut to <laughs> Marsha. We need another production designer. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I, I was going to ask you something real quick though yes. on this when you talk to because in you're you're more in the industry than I am. I I'm a I'm from Texas, West Texas, and here all my friends are. And when they ask me about the documentary, because I'm a very transparent person, mm-hmm. I I talk obviously a lot, and but I'm I, I share my life with people because mm-hmm. I think it's important to do that again so people don't feel alone in this world. But yes. do you? W- have you seen any blowback? I mean, I've been getting some blowback oh. on the content of what we're doing here. I, I I think I've been, I'm lucky to, uh, it's always like keep your circle, your inner circle really small type thing. And I'm very much that, uh, I, 
the people I choose to surround myself and give access to on a day-to-day basis, I'm very picky about. And so that circle is extremely supportive. And because of that, the even the surrounding circles around that. Um, so I think I just happen to run in circles that are more, that are less conservative. More, cons- more accepting. Yeah, more accepting. And it has to do with like school as well. You know, I've, I went to University of Texas. I went to, I'm sure there's, but I feel like when you go to school or, or when you travel, um, I've been lucky to be able to travel. You meet people who are more open minded because they have had the opportunities to meet different people and explore and see that there's more to life than making other people feel bad about their life decisions and beliefs, you know? So I don't know. I've just been lucky about it. I think part of my journey is going to be opening people's eyes up, you know? So I'm willing to accept the challenge of somebody going, well, you know, saying if they're saying anything negative or whatever they are that you can tell that they're very uncomfortable with the content of what we're doing. Um, I'm getting to where I have a pretty good uh, way of explaining why we're doing what we're doing and how important it is. Um, how historically important it's been throughout our evolution as people and and humanity. Um, And I think I've opened a few eyes and I don't mind doing that. Um, But I've, I've gotten some interesting people saying things to me, but I'm okay with that. Now I'm getting to, especially after this last filming session, I'm like, bring it on. Yeah. I'm usually the one that's just completely ignorant to what everybody else is thinking. I just do it. And then and then people are like, wow, that's so dark or that's so, you know, revolutionary. I'm like, oh, I just pointed my camera because I was thought it was a good story. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, and then I realized, oh, wow, it's this is not typical and stuff like that. And I, I just don't. I'm so it goes over my head like so. standing on the chair. Like yeah. <laughs> She's just like, what the hell is she, she doing around on the floor? She got some great footage, by the way. I was like, wow, I'm going to get on the floor more often now. <laughs> Somebody's going to have to get me back up. But. Yeah. You should see me when I film. I just, I just, when I film and I see the shot, like I forget what I'm, what's proper or whatever. It just all goes out the door. I'm like, all right, got to get the shot. I'm getting on the chair. And then I'm like, oh, I got to get the shot. I don't want to get Marsha's shot. So I'm just a slide across on the yeah, floor. I in my shot a few times. And then she's like, if they tell us, no, we can't film there. We're going anyway. And I'm like, wait a minute. No, if they say no, I'm a rule follower. And she's like, nope, we're going. And we're going to be like, oh, sorry, but we're here. Yeah. <laughs> That's I've always been the like ask for forgiveness type of person. If I good girl like no nothing risk taking there's something about risk taking and rules are meant to be guidelines in my opinion (laughs) i mean i unless it's for safety every time you know when it's when it's safety yes follow rules don't run red lights if you can Uh, not if you can but please don't um but like things like that but but don't film here i think i always feel like people especially this community rightfully so are just scared of people misrepresenting them and yeah. utilizing their story for bad, you know? And so I respect that. I respect that they're going to be a little suspicious, you know, about what we're doing, but, you know, but it's always like, Marsha, I push you off the cliff and then you're really happy. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, you're right. You seem to always have a parachute. No, I do. No, you're, you're definitely pushing me out of my comfort zone, which is good doing this pushed me out of my comfort zone. I've enjoyed this and I look forward to you pushing me off more cliffs, I guess. <laughs>
as long as you're there to help me if I fall. Uh, <laughs> I think that's the biggest thing. And um, we'll take it for a landing. But I think the thing is, like, you do need to filmmaking is about going out of your comfort zone. I really think a lot of art is about yeah. that is about um, going in, going to a place that you never thought you would go to to film and then being surprised by it. Right. It's, um, you know, working with people that you never probably would have crossed paths. Marsha and I would have never. probably wouldn't in real life. There's no reason for our circles to, pass, to have crossed. Cross. Yeah. Um, and it did. And it was beautiful. And it was, and it was in such a innocent and real way, you know, um, I never, I, I am a big supporter of this. I, you know, people are always like, oh, how did you raise money? How did you do this and stuff? And I'm like, you know what? I feel like if you go through life wondering what people can give you, I think you're going to develop a circle of friends that are transactional. And I don't really believe in that. I believe in connecting on a purpose of some sort. And Marsha and I, I remember when we connected, it was like crafty. It was cold as fuck outside. It was that. Yeah. We were outside eating or something and you I was like, oh, yeah, you know, I, I actually don't AD all the time. I am actually a director. Um, I'm trying to make this film about mental health for first responders. Yeah. And then you were like, oh, I'm in mental health. I'm like, that's crazy. I was like, why aren't you a production designer? <laughs> uh, but then we just chatted and and then you were like, I want to read the script. I'm like, cool, you know, and I sent her the script. She's like, I really like this. By the way, if you didn't know, I'm actually an investor. I'm like, What? You know, type thing. I actually had no clue at that point. Still, because uh, you, you didn't, didn't no, because like I don't think it was an open. Also, things it was crazy. Things go over my head <laughs> a lot. I mean, I once did. You're like, yeah, I'm extremely like assholes and yeah. elbows. Yeah, I'm just like yeah. I'm very focused on what I'm doing. Um, you know, to the point where I so that I can do what I'm doing well, type thing, and so yeah, many things go over my head. Uh, I once did a uh, AD to film where for a good week and a half, uh, I didn't know that our director was some huge movie star. Nuke, no clue. Carly was the one who was like, Look, and I'm like, Oh god, I asked him if he acted, yeah, yeah, <laughs> he's like, Hung, yeah, Sun Kang is like in the in all the fast and the furious oh, no, really? yeah and it was like highest grossing grossing asian actor i'm like great <laughs> i was just like hey what's up what do you do <laughs> yeah so well that's like me when y'all are like when we're doing scripts yeah. and recommending actors and i'm like i'm googling i don't know who people are because i'm just not i don't i don't follow i don't them. i don't follow it that close uh, you know i'm more about this yes. this this yeah. this tether of a connection that and what I love about us is we won't see each other for a year and it's as though it was a day. Yeah. I even yeah. like on uh, yesterday on set had a Marsha moment where she was on my phone and I was looking for my phone and I was like, oh, I lost my phone. Where is it? She's on my phone and she's like, where is it? <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, she's like, oh, I have it. I'm like, <laughs> oh my God. It, I, I could have said it better. Okay. But okay. anyway, I was looking at Burning Man photos and on her, she had just handed me her because she's giving me crap all the time for being old and <laughs> needing glasses. And I don't remember five minutes later 
what I'm doing. And we were just having a conversation, making fun of, I'll be walking around, like talking on my phone, looking for my phone. (laughs) Anyway, never do that over 50. You'll know what I'm talking about. So yesterday she handed me her phone and I'm looking through burning man photos and she's like, where's my phone. And I'm I'm like, I'm like, I don't know where I'm I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) you did it. And you're never, I'm never going to let you live this down because she really gives me crap a lot, y'all. I'm just saying. (laughs) Yeah. And then when we got into the car, we both had a big sigh and we were like, ooh. At the same, exact same But it was what we said after that, which is like, not like both of us just went, ooh, or at this, at this, at the same freak, literally. I mean, at the same time, we just looked at each other being like, who are you? Are you me? Am I you? Yeah. <laughs> Are we becoming one? <laughs> We've been together. It's time for you to go. Oh God. You need to go. <laughs> no. So that's how in sync we are. And it's a good thing because we're very synergistic. You know, like your amazing strengths. I've got strengths that complement yours. You have them that definitely help me gain in strength. I learn, I'm learning new things, which at my age is a big deal. Yeah. And to actually discover this is one thing. To discover something that you love so much at my age is like such a gift. You know what I mean? And yeah. I even said that on the set of the first movie because I fell in love hard yeah. on that set. I fell in love with the industry and the people. And I still have some amazing relationships from that first movie. And I'm really, I love it. Yeah, I love filmmaking as well. So every anybody out there, um, keep hustling. Yep. Work. And no matter what gig you do, do it to the best of your ability. Approach people, not with what they can provide you, but what value you can give them. And if you do it that way, down the line when you need help, people are going to be lining up to help you. And take the risk. Take the risk. That's the biggest thing. One thing that we heard in our interview that we both really connected with, um, with Ruby when we, I asked her, um, do you have any regrets um, transitioning? And the thing she said, like, almost made all of us cry was, my one regret was I didn't do it sooner. And I think that goes with a lot of things in life is, right. is it is scary taking a risk. It is scary, you know, jumping and wondering whether or not you'll have a parachute or going to fall down flat or whatever. But, it, you know, if you don't take that risk, you'll never know and you'll 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 regret it. So that's right. So, okay. So that's been the get rolls in podcast, everyone. Uh, I don't have a book with me, but uh, as if you know, if you're, Ooh, (laughs) yes. If you are in the industry, wanting to be in the industry or interested in how the industry works itself. um, I created get realisms with two of my buddies in the film industry because we wanted film to be approachable. We wanted it to be something where anybody who had interest in telling stories could buy a book and learn some terms and be fascinated and go on set and be fine, you know? And, and on top of that, we're building a academy right now. Slow. Cause I'm doing a lot of the work, most all of the work. <laughs> so, and, and um, my hope is that it will provide education and mentorship to people who are wanting to excel in their departments. So, um, yeah, if you want to learn more about our book, our podcast, you can go to getrealisms.com. And uh, hopefully next week, my 
co-host Adam will be back. But if not, it's probably because we're working. So, um, yeah. So tune in and uh, thank you so much, Marsha. Yes. Thank you so much. Thank you for your friendship. Thank you. And I'm so happy that we get to work together on. There's nothing better feeling out there than being able to work on a passion in an industry that you love with your passion with somebody that you love yes as much and thanks for pushing me off the cliff yes (laughs) (laughs) i don't want to go yes you do thank you so much yes love you i love you too Bow, 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 bow,